Go Lions, hashtag 2023 Grand Finals. Yeah, ticking up to 24 minutes past 10. There's a pump-up song for you. Robbo, very good morning to you. Was that your pump-up song when you ran out to play? Definitely not, but I do remember listening and watching that on Rage in the morning, Saturday morning for I was running oh, out and playing rage. for under eights. It was a lot of fun <laughs> staying up all night, and watching BC right. Boys and whatnot would come on as number one. But yeah. no, no, that's that's not a bad song. I don't hate it. Yeah. Well, what, what did you what did you run out with? What was your pump up song? Oh, oh, I don't know if you know these bands, but I was into my heavy metal because uh, when I, I don't know if you noticed, but when I ran the field, I was a little bit angry. So um, day of the game, I'd be listening to Corn, Slipknot. Uh, Metallica, all those type of bands, and then uh, I wouldn't talk or look at anyone at home all day. And then I'd be on the field and I'd just run through everybody. <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of Enter Sandman? Was it heavier than that? Oh, heavier than that. That's a 20-minute song. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, mate, we are standing by for Damien Hardwig's uh, presser. The uh, Richmond coach has stunned the AFL world. The, well, Australian sport, midway through the season, someone who's tasted so much success, I know they're not travelling too crash hot at the moment, but has said, that's it, I'm done, I'm walking away. We don't know the details behind it, but uh, your initial thoughts when you heard this, Robbo? Yeah, I, I saw it last night. Um, it was probably the same time as everyone when it was on, on my feeds, on my social feeds. Um, I, I was obviously a bit shocked that it's this time of the year. I, I don't know, it's like round nine. And and I thought Richmond were going to be very good this year. I had them in the finals. I had them potentially, like, you don't want to play Richmond in the finals no matter what. Uh, we did last year and, and beat them on the siren, so I don't want to go too far into that. But um, I was, yeah, I was a little bit shocked. Um, I absolutely loved him. I've had a, you know, when I got delisted from the Blues, he took me through the the Richmond club and, and, and we had a sit down and chat with him and I, I could tell why the players absolutely love him because he was just a genuine guy and he, he you can tell he is a big advocate for sticking up for his for his players and, and his club. So it's very sad. I did text him a couple of years ago after I had a bit, a bit of a um, spat with Richmond player. Uh, you probably know who it is, but when I said some things on, on air, um, I'd text him and just said, look, I wasn't directed to the club. And he's like, mate, we all make mistakes, yada, yada. Um, and that's why I really respected him. So... No, it's it's sad to see him go, but I don't think he's going to be done with coaching forever. I think he just needs a probably just a chill out session. Just, um, he's been there for what thirteen years, I think, coaching at Richmond, and mm. he's been assistant coach before that. And he's had a very long AFL career, so the, the head caper is uh, something that I do not envy. I would hate to be a senior coach, and uh, although he's had three premierships to add to his resume, um, it, it can be stressful at times. So. Hopefully he's all good in the head. I'm going to be standing by and watching the, the press conference as well to see what, what the real reasons are. I've seen that he's been burnt out, so I don't know how much truth is behind that, but if um, I think we just have to see what he says. But, yeah, he's been absolutely amazing for the game, and uh, it's a sad sad day for the Richmond fans. How close were you to being at Punt Road? Oh, it was... So Brisbane Lions offered me two years, and then Richmond came late with a rookie contract that wasn't worth... Um, I wouldn't be able to buy shoes that year. So the money was pretty low and I thought uh, the best opportunity for me was to get out of Melbourne and, and start a career somewhere else. But it was very touch and go there. I think once they, the, the Brisbane Lions found out that I went through the Richmond rooms, they, they came to the table straight away and, and got that deal done. But I, I honestly, I don't want to say I would have had three premierships to my name, but you always think about that if I, if I stayed there. I could have gone there and then got delisted after a year. You don't know, but... I could tell why they loved um, Damien Hardwick. He was absolutely awesome in that meeting and, and, and saw the potential that I had and, and just said, I just need to go on the straight and narrow and I would have been fine. But silver linings, you know. 
Well, the team you did join, they uh, are on a very good run at the moment. Um, it was a tough old grind against the Suns uh, in Q Clash, but they did kick away and then kicked away strongly. But it was it was the, the contest we thought it would be to, to start with. Yeah, it was. We I thought when, when I was speaking um, pre-game, I did a, did a podcast and stuff last week, and I thought the scoreline was going to be pretty accurate. I, I thought it would have been probably a little bit earlier for that for them to kick away obviously in the first half was a great contest third quarter wasn't bad either uh it was i think it was a goal in it going into the last quarter and and the brisbane lions have showed why they're such a good team this year they just kicked away and they found their mojo but i absolutely love what gold coast are doing at the moment they're not far off um putting a few wins together and i really hope they they can do that and put their put their case towards the finals because it'd be great to see them in the finals for the first time in forever that they've been in the competition and they showed a lot of promise and they've still got a a couple of players who aren't playing that you know would definitely help that team and took Miller as one of them. He's probably the best player in their team by far and um, him coming back in would be pretty good for them. But I thought it was a great contest and I was hoping for a bit bit more fight in the last quarter. But yeah, the Brisbane Lions are just too good at the moment. Uh, they face up against uh, the Crows Sunday down in Adelaide. Um, how tough a place is it to win at the Adelaide Oval? Yeah, well, we all saw that that first game of the season, they lost to Port Adelaide. And I thought that could be the worst, you know, loss of the year. Then then you see Port Adelaide who are firing at the moment, seeing in the top, I think, top five, top six. So they're, they're really showing their potential. But I think playing Adelaide Oval, especially with with their fans, they are as loud as it gets. And it, it's a hard ground to win at, although we've had the wood over Adelaide for a, for a while now. Mm. Um, that, that, they've surprised me and I think the whole AFL community, the way they're going so it's going to be a very tough game. I thought the Gold Coast game was going to be the danger one, that they could probably um, get over the lines and get that win. But I think Brisbane, the way they're travelling, seven on the trot, they're, they're flying at the moment. But this the game is going to be a very big one for them indeed, I think. It's not a must win for the Lions, but if Adelaide can get this, it really shows that they're you know, a finals contender and, a, and a potentially a premiership team. So it's, uh, it's crazy to see how they're going at the moment, Adelaide. They're, they're doing very well and... Um, Although they lost on the weekend against the Bulldogs, it's very hard to beat them down there at Mars Stadium in Ballarat where it's freezing and windy. So oh, yeah. I expect them to bounce back. It's going to be a, a, hopefully a big game on a Sunday, which I think that's the only game that you're going to watch on a Sunday. Brisbane second on the ladder, equal with Port Adelaide on 32 points. Robbo, um, we are going to go straight to Melbourne now where Damien Hardwick's press conference has just started. So we'll hand it over to the Richmond Footy Club. This is a decision that Damien's wrestled with for some time. He's ultimately come to the conclusion that he no longer has the energy required to coach. The role of senior coach is incredibly demanding and Damien has given it absolutely everything since being appointed 14 seasons ago. Our club was coming from a long way behind back in 2010 when he, uh, along with the man alongside him here, set about the restoration of Richmond as a powerhouse club on and off the field. History was created under his watch and for that we will be forever indebted. You are listening to John O'Rourke, who's the president of the Richmond Football Club, beside him, Brendan Gale and Damien Hardwick. And, of course, while his three premierships will be the headline, he's given our club so much more. He's taught us about genuine care, connection and the power of storytelling. He loved his players and his players loved him. And make no mistake, his decision has come as a shock to our board, but it's clear he's given it some serious thought in recent weeks and we need to respect the decision that he's made. 
It really is a measure of the man that he's made this decision in what he sees as the best interests of the club. Selflessness is one of his great qualities and for that Damien is and always will be revered as a Richmond man. Andrew McWalter has been appointed interim senior coach and will now embark on the process to find the next senior coach at the board level. Uh, Damien. <laughs> Thanks, John. Sort of wish I wore a better jumper, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't realise there's so many people here. But um, oh, it's been a, an incredible ride and, and one that's... Uh, look, it's, it's coming to an end, but I couldn't have wished a, a better place to, to have my journey as an AFL coach and, and the support I've received from not only the Richmond Football Club full stop, but the, the fans and our players, obviously, that was one of the more tougher conversations that I've had to do. Um, you know, the way this club supported me, gave me every resource possible, gave me the best people possible. It's a testament to, to what I think we've created um, and one of the longest, you know, legacies that will continue to go on. Um, the man beside me to my left obviously started a, a couple of days prior to me, but he's been enormous on my journey, and I can't thank you, Brendan, enough for, for what you've done for me and my family. Um, to John and, and the board and, and Peggy O'Neill and Gary March before, but the support when you could have quite easily at any stage probably tipped me out in 2016, the, the journey that we've responded to there was... Uh, I can't ever thank you enough. Uh, to my playing group... God, oh, it was tough before, it's tougher now. Um, you know, I spoke to you before about how much I, I loved being your coach and how proud I am of, of you and you know, the three stalwarts that are here from the, the start, or the four I think it is, in, in Jack, Trent, Dylan and Dustin. Um, you know, you, you all mean the world to me and I've enjoyed every aspect of being your coach but more importantly I'll enjoy every aspect of watching you continue to go on in your careers and whatever you choose to do but... Um, to my family in, in the front row, it's, um, it's been a hell of a journey. You know, my kids have had half their life as Richmond, Richmond people and you've had the good half compared to a lot of other people, so be happy about that. But um, you know, the support I've given from you know, mum and dad for when I was a young kid at Upway to Coma, then through my, my career and obviously now at, at Richmond, your support has been unwavering and you've always been there for... A, a pat on the back or a kick in the bum, whatever it is, and to Danielle and the kids, I'm forever grateful of what you've given me and the support you've given me, and old tough is, you're going all right. And Alex, thanks for the, the new journey that obviously your support over the last couple of months has been, been phenomenal. Um, but I'd just like to thank once again the Richmond Football Club for, for what they've given me, the opportunity that presented itself, and it's a wonderful place. And I'd also like to thank our fans you know, it's, um, it's a tough gig being an AFL senior coach, but the support I think I've received from the majority of people has been absolutely outstanding and will forever go down as one of the great things that I've ever been. I've been fortunate enough to be in a lot of footy clubs, but by far the Richmond Football Club has been the love of my life. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, to the AFL, it's an outstanding industry we're in. Um, the game itself is in great shape. It's we are listening to Damien Hardwick, uh, the Richmond coach who is standing down mid-season. It has shocked not only the AFL world, but the Australian sporting landscape. I mean, we're talking about one of the longest-serving coaches in any sport. He's up there with Craig Bellamy, 13 years at the helm of Richmond, and the decision to stand down, as you can see, is an emotional one. We'll take you back to Damien at 25 minutes to 11.
thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right, we're going to take you back to Damien Hardwick now, standing down as Richmond coach. Um, the game itself is in great shape. It's so even, it's so challenging, and I think that's the way we want it to be. And it just all became a little bit too much for me. It was one of those ones where I, I sort of made the decision that I wasn't going to be the coach of Richmond next year. Um, I made the fatal mistake of watching the last dance, I think, on, on Fox, it was at some stage, and thought why it may have been. But once I decided that that part of the equation started to, to slip away, then I started to question myself and about what you know, it was like to coach Richmond. And as soon as I started asking the question more, I started to understand what the answer was going to be. So the best thing um, for myself was, was to step aside. If I couldn't give 100%, there was no way I was going to coach this footy club. It gives the club the, the greatest opportunity to find the next coach, and I wish Andrew and the assistants all the, all the very best. Um, but if I couldn't give this playing group, this club, these people beside me the very best of Damien Harbick, I wasn't prepared to, to see it out. So it was a tough decision, but one I was uh, internally grateful. So from the bottom of my heart, boys, I, I wish you all the very best. I'm going to miss you. Um, as always, I love you to death and all the people that have supported me and been a part of my journey. I thank you, uh, I applaud you and I wish you all the very best for your for future endeavours and that'll do me. See you tomorrow. <laughs> well, there we go, Damien Harbick, an emotional Damien Harbick, one of the hardest men in the game, uh, brought to tears after announcing that he is standing down as Richmond coach. Listening to that, Mitch Robinson, he's hung on uh, on the line. Uh, Robbo, what, what do you make of that? He watched the last dance and, and started a, a chain ball, uh, started a chain reaction of saying, right, this is it for me. Yeah, a little bit of promo there for Netflix, but no, he, he handled himself so well and obviously would have been very emotional talking to the boys beforehand. I've been through a couple of coaches who have, um, you know, moved on during, during the season and stuff and it's never a tough conversation when they get up in front of the group and talk about what it means to them. So you can just tell that He's put so much into that club and, and he's got the rewards along the way and um, he, he reckons it's the best decision for him and the club to go forward and um, it's going to be interesting to see who's next coach. But, uh, yeah, it, it was it's hard to watch those things, but, no, he did a great job. Uh, well, before I let you go, uh, any front runners for you who would be the man to take over as Richard yeah, coach? Well, yeah, well, there's a, obviously there's one at North Melbourne who's just probably taken over that, that role at... Um, and Brett Radden, but he's obviously his interim coach now while uh, Alistair Clarkson is taking time, time of absence. So I think probably the next one for for Richmond is uh, probably that I know very well and I think is a great coach is Justin Leppage. Um, he, he's done a lot of work at the Richmond Footy Club and he knows those players inside out. So he'd, he'd be one that I'll be thinking of. But, um, yeah, that, they'll, they'll go through their, their process and I'm sure they'll have someone they'll stand in for the time being who's an assistant coach there at the moment and then they'll, you know, do that process at the end of the year that's, that's uh, pretty vigorous. So... There's a few names being thrown into the ring, but you just gotta you gotta think it's a, probably the biggest club in the country. Um, they don't take that stuff lightly. So for him to be there for 13 years, and he spoke about in 2016 when people were calling for his head, then goes on to win three grand finals. I think that um, that he's, he's left his mark in that club for sure. Robbo, always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Mitch Robinson uh, again with that breaking news. Uh, the reason behind Damien Hardwick standing down is that he knew he wasn't going to be there next year. He's made that call. So all of a sudden it just started to peter away. So, yeah, Justin Lepich, according to Mitch Robinson, could be the man prime for that, had been an assistant uh, at Richmond in the past. Uh, of course, uh, moved into the Collingwood uh, role and 
who else is there? Brett Brett Rutten is there too, isn't he? Yeah, he was coaching uh, Essendon, so he could be uh, a major player in that. And Ken Hinckley at Port Adelaide, his contract is up at the end of this year. Contract talks have been put on hold at Koshi at Port Adelaide. They've, they've been very buoyant and bullish about this at contract chat on hold until we're into the back end of the year. Maybe that might come back against them and bite them, especially if there's an offer from Richmond. He may have to pay a bit more, Koshi, to keep uh, to uh, keep Ken Hinckley at, uh, at Port Adelaide. Richmond fans, I know there's plenty of you out there, 100,000 members, uh, one of the biggest member and supporter bases in the AFL. There's plenty here on this side uh, of the Murray as well. Who do you reckon? Who do you reckon will be and should be the next Richmond coach? It's a post that hasn't been vacated for the best part of a decade and a half. Uh, 42, 10.42, the time has just ticked by. Uh, we are going to catch up with Brett Kamali. That's right, from the Blues origin uh, side of things. I want to get his take on the team. He was very passionate about it last week. And his thoughts on the Queensland team. Who worries him the most next?